Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you to those of you joining us here in person, to those of you joining us online for the live stream, and to those of you who are watching this recording after the event. I am Frank Place. I'm the director of the Policies, Institutions, and Markets Program based here at IFPRI. I am delighted to welcome you to this seminar on Building resi Resilience Through Financial Inclusion, a review of existing evidence and knowledge gaps. The seminar will discuss effective strategies for building resilience through financial inclusion and make a call for more research on this urgent challenge. A good place for my opening remarks to start is to talk about what is resilience. Um, if you look it up in the, the dictionary, a very simple definition is the ability to recover from or adjust easily to major cha changes, which we usually think of as major ones in terms of resilience and usually ones with the connotation of misfortune. Um, some colleagues of ours, uh, Barrett and Constance, also tried to posit a definition of development resilience, which they say is the capacity over time of a person, household, or other aggregate unit to avoid poverty in the face of various stressors and in the wake of myriad shocks. Why is resilience important? Well, although we're making a lot of progress glo globally on moving people out of poverty, each year millions of people fall into poverty. And it's often because of some of these shocks, climate shocks, conflict shocks, health shocks, other economic shocks. So it's a very important topic. And you'll soon hear from the speaker and the panelists that resilience is, is more than coping, which is, was inferred by the definitions. And a couple other concepts are very important. They'll introduce some of them, but I'd like to introduce two to you now, two other dimensions of resilience. One is exposure to shocks, and another is sensitivity to shocks. So exposure, as, it's, as it sounds like, is, is, your, is the, the, the probability that you're going to experience uh, a certain sh a shock or risk. And that can be mitigated by actions that you can take simply by living in a place that's perhaps less prone to those shocks. So if you're up living on top uh, of a hill, hill you're less, you're, at a high altitude, you're less prone to flooding, for example. If, you're, if you have vaccinations, you're less prone to certain health-related health shocks. So sensitivity is a related concept, but that's, that for sensitivity, what that means is that if you are exposed to the, sh the shock, how, how severe is that shock on you or your group or your community? How much do you suffer? And that also can be mitigated by certain actions that you take. So for example, if you're a community and uh, you, you, you're exposed to high rainfall, as are other communities in your area, but you've taken action to for perhaps uh, in, invest in conservation structures and other vegetative covers, you're, you're less prone to, to suffer drastic consequences from that rainfall. So within our PIM program, we uh, undertake quite a bit of research that's around resilience. So I'll give you three examples. One is uh, that we do work around uh, climate, uh, we do work around foresight modeling, which takes as inputs are the climate, the results from climate scenarios based out uh, to 2050 and beyond. We, we look at those implications for agriculture production and a number of other outcomes. And the work around that is to try to prepare us to adapt to those climate futures so that we can reduce our global sensitivity in agriculture to those climate shocks. Another area is we do work around social protection research. There we, we do research around mechanisms and modalities of social protection programs, again, to achieve intended outcomes that they have, rather nutrition, consumption, other uh, types of outcomes. And that one is largely around building uh, the, the capacity of households and individuals to cope with 
with uh, changes in their lives. But also if it's paired with other kinds of uh, interventions to help build assets, it also can help to reduce sensitivity uh, to shocks. And a final one I would mention is that we work on, on natural resource governance. And there we help strengthen uh, the management of resources such as forests, trees, water, rangelands, wetlands. Um, and, and by doing so, we help communities both to reduce exposure to some risks like outbreaks of pests and diseases, but also to reduce, to reduce their sensitivity to risk and, out their, and improve their ability to cope with risk. So those are some three examples that we have in our portfolio, in addition to the topic of today. So we do have some research going on on financial inclusion. Uh, to date, we've focused that around agriculture insurance, which is it's led by Berber, and you'll hear from her in a moment. Um, but we're very excited about that area of research because we also feel that insurance itself and other financial tools, products can, can really make a, a big inroad to reducing exposure, reducing sensitivity, and improving coping mechanisms to the, for the poor. And so with those few remar remarks, and I'm right on time, I will hand it over now to our, uh, our moderator, I think, who will introduce the first speaker. Thank you very much.